All right, recording live. It's the only podcast that regularly engages in that seven to nine bullshit. It's Seahawks Nest Quick Shot. All right, coming at you like Jeff Fisher every single year. I was going to give you a fishing for a response joke, but we'll, we'll go. We'll roll with yours, Eric. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, yeah, you know the, that that Los Angeles Rams coaching staff, the John Fossil, Jeff Fisher, Greg Williams. You know, it's just that's a defense money can't buy. That's right a there. different kind of money ball right there. Yeah. It's, oh, jeez. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, we are uh, previewing the NFC West today, our final division. That's a fact. We are previewing, previewing the NFC West. And as much as I'd like to talk about the Rams first, based on that lovely, lovely intro, Nathan, uh, we're going in order of finish last year, so we have to start with the basement dwelling. Your, my, nobody's, our, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, our, old, our old rivals, although it, I have a question for you. Is the rivalry dead? It is until they win one. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, when we, I think the moment that the 49ers were broken was when Richard Sherman ate turkey on top of their logo. Absolutely. <laughs> it was just, a, that was it, right? There's there. a reason the tip is my background on my Facebook page for three years running. Yeah, like all divisional matchups, the, the rivalries rotate with the two teams or maybe three teams that are still good, and the 49ers are not. One of those teams. Unless you're NFC East when all the teams are mediocre so they can all be rivals. <laughs> That's right. So, okay, 49ers. The The problem with the 49ers is that they have no talent anywhere on their... <laughs> ro- no, they have a few talented players. They got Joe don't, Staley. Don't sugarcoat it, Nathan. They got Joe Staley. They got Navarro Bowman. I would argue Carlos Hyde is talented, just not healthy and productive. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I'm, I'm unsure. It's like he has... He, he'd be like the kid you give... You're like, it could be an A or it could just put NA because it's more accurate, right? Yeah, um, Tory Smith is really good at getting pass interference penalties. Like I really don't know what to say. I'm not. He's a deep receiver with no one who can throw deep to him. I'm not super excited. This roster does literally nothing for me. I don't like Eric Armstead. I think DeForest Buckner's a really bad scheme fit. Like stop drafting defensive tackles and these flex defensive tackle end guys. If you're just gonna keep drafting, they're not. None of these guys should all be playing defensive end in a four three. Let's be honest. Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner. You know. Oh, They're I was big. just gonna say DeForest Buckner was, you know, lauded when he, the 49ers drafted him, and I was like, yeah, this guy's good. And then that's because he was the most talented player available. If you didn't want someone who smoked pot out of a gas mask, but he's not. He's not JJ <laughs> Watt. Like I, I just don't understand why teams that play a three-four would ever draft high money linemen because th- there's only so much you can get at them if they're not named JJ Watt. Yeah, you just don't think that he can he can acclimate and be that successful in a three-four. Just put I I just how many sacks is he gonna get? Uh, like, he'll get a lot three? for a three-four end. Three? I mean, what did Parrish Cox get? Four. I don't know. It's it's just not. I, I think just, he could get like six. Six, six would, is pretty six high. Would be, six would be stunning to me. Like I, I would be really surprised. Um, this is a, this is not the right Parrish Cox. No one is um, not. I'm looking at the uh, the cornerback. Uh, that's uh, okay. Here we. Sorry, I'm, this is going to take too long. So let's just let's let's just move on. Anyway. Um, that they their defense the defense that's in four three is just it's not you don't need to throw a ton of first round picks at it in two years in a row that's what they've done. Oh well, on the bright side, they lost Alex Boone, which gives them now only one good veteran lineman. Yeah. Oh, great. They have Joe Staley and just wasting away in in obscurity here. And Josh Garnett might win a starting job, but what does that really do for this team? Um, I don't know. Andrew Tiller's not that bad, so it's not like I don't know. It's just a all right. 
I don't know. It's just not that. It's not that. Nothing is that exciting about this team. I just got like. So it's just so like. Eh, there's no. Where is the talent? Like it's just. There's just not. It's not. There's no talent. Yeah, I think what we have is a guy in Balky who came in with a winner and keeps building this team like it's a winner, and it's not. You don't trade up to pick a guard at the bottom of the first round if you have as many holes on a roster as this team does. Yeah. And they're going to go into the season with Blaine Gabbard as their starter. Do you think anybody trades for Colin Kaepernick, or is he just going to toil in obscurity here as he sits down during the national anthem and causes uh, white people controversy? You know, we've, we've talked about this before, but the Niners seem to be offering too much, or they seem to want too much for Colin Kaepernick. Denver really wanted Colin Kaepernick, couldn't get him. Who else wants him? Yeah, they're asking for like a, th- a three or something. I mean, and realistically, like, what, you're Minnesota? You're not going to get that. Minnesota? That's the only team I can think of. But I mean, we're talking about a quarterback who doesn't pick up scheme very well. No. So now no, no, you're no, picking him up and he doesn't get a preseason to figure out the scheme? Yeah, What's like the a, value? He's a pretty yeah. one-dimensional quarterback, too. Like, he, he has limitations. He's 28 years old. It's not like Colin Kaepernick is, like, super young or anything. He uh, he's, he's, like, he's older than you think, and he's it's just his time. It, so he, he got passed by. It, just, it happens every once in a while. Yeah, a guy he was gets, a scheme fit for a quarterback guru in Harbaugh, guy, and that's over. Guy just gets passed by, and then that's what happened to him. I don't think we need to talk about the 49ers anymore. There's no, there's not enough talent on this roster for them to realistically be very good. There's enough that? talent on that roster to go three and thirteen. Yeah, that's what I'm at three and thirteen. Also, I think they are going to shock the world and go five and eleven. Fourth quarter of games, man. Gabbert time. That's you're picking up some <laughs> Gabbert time wins. I like that. That's one more quarter than Kaepernick will that's play. That's right. Uh, so we got. We're gonna... I was hoping for five, ten, and one. By the way, Eric. No, no, I only had, I only gave you two ties this year. <laughs> so, uh, so we got the Rams now, right? We have the Rams uh, in their perpetual third in the division finish. Yeah, I just don't. I okay. There are players on this team that are so good. Uh, Aaron Donald is a good example of this. Uh, Aaron Donald is awesome. Uh, Aaron Donald is probably the best defensive tackle in the NFL. I would put him right there. Uh, he's He's so talented and he's so disruptive from the interior of the line, which is hard to do. There's only like, you know, four or five guys in the league that are defensive tackles that can create like consistent pass rush and are disruptive on almost every play. And he's one of them. He's he's so so talented. He's but so good that I almost am willing to forgive a starting quarterback tandem of Tremaine Johnson and Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah, this is corner. This secondary is something to desire. Their secondary actually got kind of depleted this offseason. and that's the thing is that none of their draft picks look like they're going to be starters. Uh, I think that there's a really good chance that they start zero draft picks at the beginning of the year. That's crazy. Um, that's not good. That that's that. This is a team that was really bad last year, had a really bad record, got a really high pick. So you know, this is your chance to to start to build around some of these really big stars. You know, that this is your chance to build around Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald, and they got a, the quarterback that they needed, maybe, but he apparently he's not ready. So it's not going to do them any good. So when do you think we see golf? Actually, there was a Twitter question about this. Uh, John Daniel or at Dan's Abyss said, who starts week one for the Rams? And how much pressure do you think Jeff Fisher is under from ownership to start Jared Goff? I love this question <clears throat> because I think Jeff Fisher, I think he's... For him, and this is good, I think he's going to be stubborn enough to want to do things his way. I don't think he's going to rush Goff. I think we see Goff maybe week eight at the very earliest. and After the bye? Yeah. yeah. And I think Case Keenum 
is going to lose many games in those first eight for the Rams, or first seven. Yeah, I guess my response to the pressure on Jeff Fisher is, if ownership had pressure for Jeff Fisher, he'd be fired by now. Because he's taken a talented roster and had a mediocre finish year after year after year. And so I think they're going to ride him out for a couple of years, and then they're going to get a new coach for their new stadium unless he can get him a playoff yeah. break before then. I think they're going to get a new coach and a new GM when they move into the new stadium, and then whoever comes in is going to be instantly probably pretty successful because there are pieces here that you can really work with. You know, Like Alec Ogletree, Mark Barron, Robert Quinn, Aaron Donalds, Michael Brockers, uh, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff. Uh, their offensive line is kind of a mess. Greg Robinson, I think, I mean, it's early. We're in year three, right? But, yeah. But Greg Robinson, we can call him, let's call him Space He's He had 11 holding penalties. He led the league in holds last year. Uh, he's by two. So he's, he's, not, he's not, I'm ready to say he's not that great. Uh, and their offensive line is kind of a mess. So we'll A lot s- of this team is a mess. I mean, they have no receiving core. That they keep. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, pump the brakes, man. Kenny Britt and Tavon. Okay, Tavon. Tavon Austin will catch all the bubble screens you need. Tavon He's Austin. like a rich man's Brian Walters. He's <laughs> Jacksonville's own. Uh, yeah, Tavon Austin gets a lot of press when the Rams are on TV because they have really no one else to talk about. Gurley's cool, but this team just keeps overloading that defensive line as if you know making this the greatest defensive line ever is going to send them to the next level. And they're they're really troublesome when you play them, but. You know how Nathan hates the way that Antonio Brown gets used on punt returns? Notice how he doesn't say the same thing about Tavon Austin. Yeah, you can use Tavon Austin on the punt returns. Because <laughs> Tavon Austin's the guy that you're like, oh, yeah, number two receiver. He's the speed guy because we have this good possession guy. Like, he's that guy. The thing about he, team, That's not what his role is on this team, though. He's their best wide receiver. That's not good. It's constructed so bizarrely. Like, there's there's so many nice pieces of furniture in this in this room, you know, and they just they just surround it with straight garbage you know that they pick up a bunch of things from the dollar store to decorate the rest of the room and it's like it ends up just being like a tacky mess like but they, they really love that recliner nathan but they yeah. picked it up from the dumpster behind the goodwill yeah it's like the, it was free the goodwill wouldn't even take it it was free it, it's the one that someone dropped off in a rainstorm next to the goodwill on the day they were closed and yeah, they're in trouble man they're tremaine johnson lamarcus joiner and cody sensabaugh is not where you want to be in your secondary, people are going to throw on this team quite a bit. It's not. Um, it's not and, very sensible. You can choice. only sack the quarterback so many times. <laughs> You're not going to get a sack on every freaking play. It's just not going to happen. People get rid of the ball way too fast in this NFL, and they have to play Arizona and Seattle four times, which is just a kind of a recipe for of quite a few losses. Yeah. So and what is our finish? I got him at seven and nine. I got him at a bullshit seven and nine. <laughs> I have them That's seven st- and nine action stuck at Jeff Frischer's. Crossroads of Infinity, 7 and 9. All right. Oh, man. Is that going to become the I'm a man, I'm 40 of the NFL? Well, if he goes, I it feels so. that if way. If he goes 7 so. and 9, 8 and 8, or 9 and 7, it will never be forgotten. Well, if he goes if he goes 7 and 9 after that speech, he needs to get fired. All like, right. when when they lose the ninth game, just can his ass. Well, you know, that's the first thing in the meeting. So, uh, so what happened? <laughs> they are who we thought they were. I see your speech and raise it with a speech. And we go with our division runner-up next. We're looking at your, my, our Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it sucks that we were runners-up last year. That just stick in your craw there? Absolutely. (laughs) Especially since we lost to the Cardinals. Uh, I feel like the Cardinals, if if I can give you a little bit of a cliche, I feel like this team is... Imagine a window, and you have the, your Seattle Seahawks, and they say, you know, our, our playoff window, our championship window is wide open. And imagine a window that opens from the bottom to the top. 
Because if you look at the Seahawks, really our only weakness is the offensive line, and which we improved upon this year. The Arizona Cardinals, they're built a lot like the Seattle Seahawks, and we can go into that. But if you look at them, they've got the same window we have, except theirs is a looser window that is being propped up by a stick, and that stick is Carson Palmer and Tyron Matthew. And if either one or both of those guys go down with injury, which is entirely possible, I feel it's likely that window is going to slam shut immediately. Here's the thing, though. I think Seattle, just talent for talent, has every piece it needs to win the division. So whether or not that window is closing on another team, like you said, that window is wide open for a team like Seattle. Russell Wilson has gotten better statistically and for the eye test. Every year of his career, he got sacked 45 times last year. He still completed 68% of his passes, threw for over 4,000 yards, had 34 touchdowns. Those are all career highs. This team is is really smartly constructed, and there's like they're only missing one thing, and that's ta- ta- offensive, offensive tackles. tackles. Their inside of the line is now very good. Um, Thanks, Justin, Justin Britt. Justin Britt is playing to all his strengths at center. He's super strong. He's no longer the the slow feet don't matter as much because they put him in the right spots, you know, and the, the all the all the technical work is excellent. Uh, Christian Michael seems to really have come along as a backup, so we don't have to worry if Thomas Rawls was a flash in the pan or not because they'll both be fine. They both seem like good running backs. Uh, yeah, the, Michael's a four and a half yard per carry back. He'll get everything the line gives you, and then he'll break a tackle every couple of runs. You guys have full faith in Christian Michael. As a functioning running back in a one-cut-and-go system, yeah, yeah he's okay. running like an old-school Denver back. One cut straight up the field behind a Fetty Brit who's putting a size 15 cement boot upside the defensive tackle. And guy's a monster. And Glowinski, who is everything that we hoped he would be at offensive guard when we picked him out of West and, Virginia. And then uh, they spent all their money on defense on the defensive line in the secondary. And so what a defense. It's a, such a good defense. Michael Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, and Frank Clark are the defensive ends, and then Ruben Hill and Reed playing defensive tackle. That's uh, Bobby Wagner is still great. Um, KJ Wright makes too much money, and <laughs> sorry, we have, I got to do it. Got to take a shot every week. We have the strong safety every other team's trying to replicate, and the free safety every other team is jealous they don't have. Yeah, there's only one team in the NFL that's not mad that they don't have Earl Thomas, and that's probably Minnesota. Everyone else is like, dang, I really wish we had Earl Thomas. Yeah, they still, yeah. they still wouldn't mind Earl Thomas. No, well, they they play they play those guys right yeah. next to each other. They if would you not could play. have Harrison Smith and Earl Thomas, you're like, oh, let's. These are our Hall of Famers. Uh, you could survive like Tremaine Johnson and Lamarcus Joyner at cornerback if you had safeties. Yeah, like yeah that. if you had kidding. safeties like that, you can put whoever you want at cornerback. Well, look at every good. every cornerback that leaves Seattle and gets that money. It's like, well, you're getting that money, but you don't have Earl Thomas backing you up. Yeah, you Earl, Earl Thomas should be Vernon every cornerback. Every cornerback's agent because he gets 5% no on all of them. Kidding. Walter Thurmond. All right, so the Seahawks, they look pretty good. You're weak at tackle. They probably will take too many sacks, but defense is strong. Russell Wilson looks like he's a, on the rise. He's healthy. And um, the depth looks the best it has in two years. Yeah, if Jimmy Graham comes back with just anything like he was before, it could be the offense could be kind of insane, to oh, be yeah. honest with you. And Lockett's a legitimate deep threat building off of a good year last year. So and he looks amazing the preseason and the chemistry looks Lockett good. Seems like a like a new uh, Wes Welker type, and I love comparing players like that because you know usually you can only compare white players to white players, but I I just crossing barriers right now. Uh, <laughs> Wes Welker and Tyler Lockett remind me of each other, where he he makes really nice cut on short routes and he like gets inside of guys. He's an excellent returner and he can go deep if he needs to because he's so blazingly fast. New England Wes Welker, right? 
any West Walker. I mean, Miami, let's be honest, West Miami West Walker Miami was Walker, not yeah. the terrible. Yeah. He just wasn't unleashed like he was once he went to... How about West Walker without head injuries? About, there you go. What about Denver West Walker? <laughs> Concussion oh. Central. All right. So let's go ahead and give our record for the Seahawks. What do you guys think? I'm going 12 and 4. 12 and 4. 13 and 3. I'm a little higher, but not much. I'm sure you guys just gave an extra random game in there. I have them like, losing one game to the Rams because we always seem to lose one game to the yeah, Rams. I, I was sweeping the Rams because, you know, I had to go... I didn't want him to be eight and eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. All right, the other the other powerhouse of the NFC West. Yeah, the other team that will make the playoffs out of the NFC West. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Here's the thing: they picked up Chandler Jones to address the pass rush, but his last four years: twelve and a half sacks, six sacks, eleven and a half sacks, six sacks. He's a bit of a mixed bag, but you know Arians gets the most out of his players. Now you flip that around. You have Palmer, who had the best statistical year of his career at age 35. And veteran quarterbacks, they don't fade away slowly. They fall off cliffs. And then across from Patrick Peterson, you have Brandon Williams, who's a rookie, or Justin Bethel, who's looked like a tire fire the entire preseason. And so it's a team that has a lot of pieces in place, but... But this roster, like you said, this roster Eric, is they're just, a little old. This roster is just full of talent, though, and I think maybe like at key positions they are fragile. Like if Car- Carson Palmer is fragile and Tyron Matthew is has had has an injury history, but man, this this roster has so much talent all over the place, and you just bring in like Robert Kimdiche to just play with Calais Campbell and Chandler Jones, and you have Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. This just the defense and Dan Buchanan was has been great last Frosty year. Frosty Rucker too, man. This defense is going to be awesome. I'm like very excited to watch this defense play. And then the offense. I mean, as long as Palmer is healthy, that's the caveat. As long as Palmer is healthy, this offense is going to go. And that, that's the problem is that is is Palmer going to be also healthy, stay healthy? And Larry Fitzgerald is also another year older. I yeah, twelve years in the league now. That's a long. And he time had an, he had a player. monster year last year. Oh my gosh! But oh yeah, like I like I just I jumped the gun earlier and and said this, but I just feel like Carson Palmer, an injury away from you seeing Drew Stanton, and that's not good for anyone in Arizona. And Drew Stanton will lose more games than he wins. If what he's about in their what period. if they what if it said Drew Stanton they go straight to Matt Barkley? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then you've got uh, on the defensive side. I just feel like I mean Teron Matthews, an impressive player, but the guys had two serious injuries, and he's he's not. He's not old. He's young, which you think like, oh, well, he can just fight back from it. But I'm saying like, this guy's gone down twice. He goes down again. This is awful on that defense. And, and he plays all out. You're right. Yeah, and that team, and that's the player you want. But and that team is going to be scrappy, and they're gonna they're gonna fight. They're they're well coached. We love this coach well, not, as not, a coach. Oh yeah, you and as a guy Bruce who wears Arians. stupid hats, Bruce Arians. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Arians. All time stupid hat team. Don't park in his parking spot. Uh, they, <laughs> they, you'll get fired. The Another thing I like that they do too is they use like these safeties, Deion Buchanan and Chris Clemens, as like hybrid linebackers slash safeties. So they they get them into different spots on the field where they can be disruptive in different ways and really like use their athleticism. Deion Buchanan is insanely athletic, um, one of my all time favorites from WSU. So they he is just a stud, and I I like the way that they move him over the field to try to find ways to get the most out of his just raw athleticism. And that could cover for some of the weakness they have at their second and cornerback Clay's, spot. Clay's Campbell is a nightmare for the tackles in this division. There are, there's only Joe Staley's like the only guy who's going to be able to block this guy in the division. They, everyone else is he's just they're just a disaster waiting to happen. He's he's so good, 
And he's so big. He's so, like, he has such length. He's, like, long arms, angular body, yeah, he's tall. six foot eight, over 300 pounds. Like, that's nuts for a guy who can get to the pass, passer yeah. like that. Apparently, it doesn't matter for DeForest Buckner, though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I want to, Clayce Campbell is way better than DeForest Buckner. <laughs> I want to talk about <laughs> two players on this DeForest. defense, though. Uh, we've got Patrick Peterson as supposedly better than Richard Sherman at yeah, one time. A little no, bit overrated. That's supposedly, yeah, a little probably, overrated. Probably like the fifth. The, in the fifth he's definitely a range. top five, and you could argue top three. But he had a really bad season. It's hard because last season was his first healthy season back. I don't know. I don't know what to think of him. Okay, and then we've got Chandler Jones, who came over in the New England trade. Uh, this this trade kind of weirded me out because on one hand, like I didn't want to see Chandler Jones as a Cardinal, but then I was thinking, well, maybe he'll go smoke some more spice and get yeah. suspended. Yeah, why would New England get rid of Chandler Jones? Because I, they only had one year left on him, they got a couple years out of an offensive lineman and a draft pick. That's correct. Is it's it's, the, they, it's a they, classic Patriots it's a, play. It's a Belichick move. They're trying to trade him before he either is going to a get paid way too much money by someone, or b that he's going to fall off a cliff because his off field problems will overtake the on field production. So they're they're he- it's the the three things that could happen with him are he's good and he doesn't need a monster contract, which is probably not going to happen. He's great and needs a monster contract. That could definitely happen. That's or, about forty percent. Or the off-field problems overtake. That's another forty. And that's another forty percent. So yeah. it's it, he's either going to be so good that they can't keep him. Which in fact, but they have Robert and Kim DJ, so maybe he'll step into that rush rush end kind of position. Well, and Arizona's kind of in a win now spot. Right with, with Carson Palmer as a quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, until they get a, a backup quarterback that's like the quarterback of the future, they there's only so much you can get out of Carson Palmer and. Carson, it's, I feel bad because Carson Palmer is like the great what if story of the NFL. You know, he's the if Kimo von Allhoffen doesn't roll over his leg, what is Carson Palmer's career like? It's Marvin totally Jones different. or uh, Marvin Lewis might have actually won a playoff game. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the. Are you he, saying Bengals in the Super Bowl? Maybe Carson Palmer ran a four seven forty coming out of college. Like yeah. people don't remember that this guy could move, and now it just his legs are like fused together with titanium rods and yeah, people magic. talk about him people talked about him coming out of college like they talked about andrew luck yeah yeah that this guy can move it, he put usc back on the map yeah, and yeah. I, I i just uh i hope that carson stays healthy enough for them to be competitive but not for them to be better than the seahawks that's my hope <laughs> it's uh, one of those things where here's the thing unlike that harbaugh 49ers team if you, you arizona won arizona. one i wouldn't hate them as you know for it yeah, you it, know, you know, I that's feel, a fan base that has been kicked well down so many times. Another thing too is, and Arians I, is a good dude. I feel about Arizona kind of the way that you know that at the end of Anchorman, you know, when he says, "I, I, I don't, I, I full on hate you, but goddamn, do I respect you? I respect the way they built the team, the way the way they constructed their roster, the way the team is coached, the way they fired Wisenhunt. <laughs> Whatever, man, you got to do what you got to do. Bruce Arians is the man. Yeah, like. The, the the fact that the Colts didn't hold on to him is like an all time bad move. They they Dude, just, Chuck Strong. They, what, are you, what are you talking about? Chuck Pagano. That that did not work out super good for them. All right. So what do you got? What do we got for the a- AZCA? Here's the thing. I think that it's unlikely they have sustainable health luck. And I could also see we didn't talk about this, but uh, the running back Johnson who had a breakout year last year. I could see some regression a little bit. I love David Johnson. I think he'll be great. I think he's a great player, but you know, sophomore for running back isn't always great. I think they're eleven and five, but if there's no injuries, I could bump them all the way up to thirteen wins. 
Yeah, I have them at 11 and 5 also. And I think, yeah, when I look through their schedule and I'm picking the games, which is what I did to get all my records, I, I look at every game and I'm like, man, they could win this game. They could win this game. They yeah. could win this game. They could win this game. And, it, and they have a I, hard schedule. I just want to regress them back a little bit because you're right. They do have a couple key players that are pretty injury prone. And they do have to play Seattle twice and the Rams twice, which is, you know, they play in a tough division. They have to play the Panthers on the road, which is, I'm not super high on the Panthers. I think they're good, but not great. They got that number one schedule. That's a tough game. They have to, yeah, they have to play Minnesota on the road. Like those are, those are not easy games. The Miami on the road. These are all teams I think have playoff potential. (laughs) I have them at 10 and six. I feel like this team is going to give teams fits, but I, I just, don't believe that this team is going to hold together health-wise. I just don't see it. Scotch State, man. Here we go. All, all right. right. So uh, we've been through all the divisions. So Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> what are our playoffs? Uh, all right. So we uh, we got our playoffs. Let's go in uh, number order. All right. Uh, we, we'll go by we, seating. When we were practicing this, we didn't do it that way, and I think it'll work a little better. Uh, so let's go by seating, and we'll go uh, we'll NFC. start with the NFC. So all NFC. Right. I have uh, Seahawks, number one. Uh, Vikings, number two. Uh, Falcons at three, Cowboys at four, and then the number five. I got the Cardinals and the Packers. Although I will say this, the Cardinals and the Packers are eleven and five, and the Falcons are ten and six. Like I think those teams are exceptionally good wild card teams. And you have the Vikings at number two with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't care. Dying. Uh, I think that Sean Hill is still good enough, and I think that Har- the Harrison Smith led defense is going to be. I-, I think people will be stunned how good that defense is. What happened to Dallas though? Dallas have him at eight and eight. Um, Ouch! I, w- I would say I would say t- I think that's Tony- a five win drop. Tony for you. Romo is worth about five wins to me. That's that's how much I like Tony Romo. You don't believe in Dak after that preseason? I believe that he will do good enough to get them to the playoffs. I mean, I'm I'm being polite. The offensive line is going to help him a lot. He won't have to worry about getting sacked a million times like Blake Bortles. Uh, so what do you guys think? Where are you guys at on the NFC? I have the NFC West. Or I'm sorry, the NFC conference as Seahawks number one, Packers number two. Panthers number three, Cowboys four, and then my wild cards five and six seed are Falcons, Cardinals. All right. All right. And I'm looking at Seahawks number one overall. I have Green Bay, Atlanta, and Washington rounding out your division winners. And I have Carolina and Arizona in the wild card. Uh, I had Minnesota at 12 and four. But losing Bridgewater, I think, is worth a game, which puts about 11 and 5. And in my scenario, that ties them with Green Bay. Green Bay takes the division there. I have Dallas at 9 and 7, and I have Tampa Bay at 8 and 8. I actually really like that team, though. They could pop. They have a lot of talent. What do you think? So you have the Falcons in as a wild card or Panthers in as a wild card? I have the Panthers in as a wild card on tiebreakers. I have both of them at 11 and 5, too. I I can see that. I can dig all of that stuff. All right, so... That's our NFC. We'll come back to the playoffs in a second. Let's let's jump over to the AFC. Eric, give me the one through six on your AFC team. All right. The AFC goes Patriots, Steelers, Broncos, Colts with the fourth seed. Yeah, they have a home game. Raiders and Ravens at five and six is my wild cards. I like that that you still have faith in the Patriots, even with uh, Tom Brady. What do you have their record at? It's Belichick. I can't remember what I have him. Uh, twelve and four. Probably. I believe it's twelve and four. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious! And I I have him picking up a zero and four, twelve and zero. I have that'd them. Be, be I have them picking up one of the first four games. <laughs> Look what they did with Matt Castle. And Matt Castle was a good quarterback at 
at one point in his career for Had a small a lot more talent on that team time. though. This Abs- offensive line is struggling. I'm just saying it's a Belichick team. Yeah, the offensive line's on the struggle bus. That's what worries me about them. It's so, funny though. I tried to knock the Patriots off like did this whole time, and I was like, I just don't see it. So here's the thing: after giving you a hard time, I'm in the same boat. I have <laughs> Baltimore as the number one seed, followed by Oakland, Houston, and New England rounding out the division winners. Then I have Pittsburgh and Cincinnati uh, taking the wild card. Though I have Pittsburgh at twelve and four and Cincinnati at eleven and five, which is better than half the division winners. Alright, so I got I got the I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna Ravens at one one, then I got the Raiders at two. Uh which seems to be the Raiders are like the team the team everyone loves, so I, I'm kind of worried that they're actually gonna be terrible. The <laughs> the Jet the Jets at three, uh the Texans at four at nine and seven, then I got the uh, twelve and four Steelers at number five and the ten and six Broncos at uh as the last wild card. Um, my my just missed teams are the Bengals and the Patriots, the Chiefs and the Colts. Uh the Jets though, you guys gotta get on that Brandon Marshall uh excellent defense hype train. Let's do it. We'll talk about those uh those Jets in a minute. I got a bold prediction about those oh, Jets. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but let's, let's go to conference championship games. Uh so we'll do conference championship and Super Bowl. Go ahead. All right, I have uh, Seattle defeating Green Bay in the NFC and Baltimore over Oakland in the AFC and Seattle beating the Ravens for so the you Super went, Bowl. You went 1-2-1-1. One, one, one. I like that. It's yeah. a, Low tier, I didn't go chalk, but, you know, the cream rises to the top. <laughs> All right, I got the Seahawks beating the Cardinals, the Ravens beating the Steelers, so a little divisional battles in this conference championship game, so like blood feuds, and then I have the Seahawks... Uh, edging the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I have the Hawks beating the Packers like Kevin. And I have the Bron- I'm sorry, the Steelers beating the Broncos in the AFC. And the Seahawks will triumph over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, this is uh, a homerist podcast ever. Uh, As it should be. You know, here's the thing, though. Our team is great, so we should we should pretend like this isn't Jacksonville. That's exactly podcast. what it is. Yeah, like it's not like yeah, it's not like we're the New Orleans podcast and we're like Saints win the Super Bowl. Because if the team was if the team was bad, I'd be making fun of us more seriously. But yeah, the team's pretty freaky. The good. team's really good with a wide open window, and I feel like you could make this same prediction for probably the next two to three years, and no one would think you're an idiot. Like you flip open any guides, guess what predictions being made by a lot of people? Seahawks being the Super Bowl. Yeah, Why? See, damn good it's, team. It's Seahawks and Cardinals are like the the NFC teams everyone loves this year, and then the AFC everyone loves the Steelers, the Ravens. Um, some people really like the Patriots. Yep. Um, so uh, that's, right. that, that's putting faith in the hoodie. And I, you know what, Eric? I respect that because the hoodie is the best. Thank you. <laughs> I, have you seen the commercial with all the dancing NFL players yes. getting ready? And then what is it cut in the middle of the commercial? <laughs> Bill Belichick sitting there with his grumpy face. It's it's amazing. That's, you got to love the hoodie. That's good marketing. All right. So you hate the hoodie. Final preseason podcast for the quick shot. Bold predictions. Bold prediction. Let's other other than each. having the Pan- the Panthers go from like Super Bowl contender to out of the playoffs. Look at their franchise history. That's what they do. All right. Let's um. Let's Good go. Point, Kevin. Let's go with um. Joey Bosa gets zero sacks. <laughs> uh, like literal zero. I'm not not saying half a sack, not one sack, not less than two. Literal zero sacks. Well, since San Diego is going to get five sacks total, I'll buy it. <laughs> no. Do you have a team bold prediction? Team bold prediction. Um, uh, I just got some. I got player ones. Matt Stafford gets benched uh, without getting hurt. 
Um, that's that's one. I think losing the... Sec- you don't believe in Jim Bob Cooter? Losing the Megatron security blanket's going to hurt him a lot more than I think people realize. You don't think Eric Ebron's going to pick up that slack? Oh, um, not when he's injured. Eric, well, I mean, have- I'm really high on the Jets, I think, compared to a lot of people, and maybe that's a bold prediction. Uh, the, the Jets... Let's do. Uh, Here's Brent, the thing. Brandon I'm Marshall actually, leads the league in receiving yards. I'm actually closer to you on the Jets than you would think. I have the Jets going ten and six, and just but I have them missing. losing Week 17 to Rex Ryan and the Bills to tie New England and be kept out of the playoffs, so that Rex Ryan once again blocks the if, Jets from going to the playoffs. If this happens, you will laugh maniacally. I mean, I have. Oh the, man, I'll be so happy I and so the, sad simultaneously. I have the Bears <laughs> at eight and eight. And maybe that's, that's pretty bold because a lot of people that's hate the Bears this year. But the strength of victory I have on their schedule is 297. So I don't – like I could say that's bold to have them at 8-8. Eight and eight, But I have them beating like some of the worst teams in the NFL. They beat the Eagles and the Lions twice and the 49ers. It's like – and the Jaguars like and the – and the Titans, like these are these are not like powerhouse teams, and maybe that's how you guys got the Jaguars and the Titans to more wins than me. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't have faith that they can even beat the Jay Cutler led Bears. So I don't, I don't think it's that bold to say they're going to go eight oh. and eight. Uh, by the way, Brett phoned in with his prediction from the Philippines. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Brett's calling Jay Cutler MVP and Bears to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Poor Brett. Nope, nope. That's okay. He loves Jay Cutler. <laughs> he, he'll, he'll stand by that. He'll be proud. Uh, my my bold predictions are from the same division. The the team prediction, Colts are going to win that that division, the AFC South. I just I think they will bounce back. Not be everyone, not be really great. They will just bounce back a little. Everyone loves the Texans a lot this year, so I think I know. that's bolder than people would give you credit for. And, and in that same vein, my player prediction is that JJ Watt is going to have a bad year and probably play 10 games this season i think our falcons predictions are a little bold like the falcons yeah. are, are young and they have lots of holes and they're thin if they get injuries they're done and we none of us in this room are really behind matt ryan no. quite the opposite i think he's fine i think he's oh, i think he's the nfc's alex smith okay 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 <laughs> that's that's super confident right yeah, um it's confident enough. very middle of the pack okay hey, i have two i have two uh indianapolis related Player picks. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. I have Mariota and Jameis Winston will statistically outperform Andrew Luck and Eli Manning this year. And then my other bold prediction is... Although Beckham Jr. has something to say about that. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. Like, it's not even Eli Manning. Well, oh, oh, yeah. I'm really worried about Odell Beckham Jr. getting in my head. No, but I'm just saying he's going to catch for like 1,500 yards. Yep, and those are all of his yards. All right. Um, <laughs> Eli's going to throw for 1,700 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my second bold prediction, and that is there will be a quarterback in the NFL who will outrush the Colts and Giants. And welcome to why I think those two teams won't get a lot of passing yards because they just their turn. It's a balanced attack. We're going to rush for negative two yards and then have to throw for two downs. So for the Colts, you don't believe in Frank Gore and the ghost of Ahmad Bradshaw. I don't believe in their offensive line, and Frank True. Gore is old. And the Giants. And Robert Turbin, he can run for the back of the line. And for the Giants, you just don't you don't believe in the no running back system. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I think Shane Vereen right. will have more. Like receiving yards, then anyone else has rushing yards. All right, I got one. Ready? Blake Bortles throws for more than twenty interceptions. That is bold. Oh goodness! If you just said more than seventeen, I'd have said that is not bold in any way. Because he had eighteen last year. Yes, (laughs) but if you say twenty, that is bold. Gun slanger. Uh, I think Lamar Miller has a real good shot of leading the league in rushing. 
Uh, it's like going to have full time full time load on a I can much see that. better offense. You like you like that offensive There's line. There's a lot Houston. of weapons on that team. Yeah, he, De, DeAngelo. Just, just just the fact that they have DeAnthony Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is really good. DeAndre Hopkins. I just wanted just to say the fact they have Anthony. I just Hopkins. wanted to say Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Just, that's, <laughs> well, he's he's one of the finest actors we have. Man, and you thought Greg Williams was uh, vicious on defense. <laughs> we got Anthony Hopkins. Eating brains, right? Animal in there. Lecter himself. They just play that song, you know that that song that's ruined <laughs> for everyone. This one's like, dun, dun, dun. sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's our last uh, not so quick shot of the year. Yeah, that one was the that's the uh, that's the long quick shot. They'll go back to being real short because yeah, that was like an extra. That was like two and one. That was a two for one. That's it. We're back to sixteen games in sixteen minutes coming up when the season starts. Oh man, I just can't wait to just try to speed round you through them. It's like my favorite part. It's just really fun trying to uh, trying to stop you from talking. Too we're gonna much mow Eric games. over. I was gonna say I hope to show up and just be like, oh, Cowboys are gonna lose. It's 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 so brutal. It's so fast. It's so fun. Adrian Peterson had a really good game. All right, so hit us up. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Give us five, or you could give us four, or you could be a dick. One of those things. Yeah, I was gonna um, say if you spots. listened this far and you don't give us five stars, please tell us why. Yeah, <laughs> so you can, at least so we can make the podcast better. And if you want to give us that explanation, you can hit us up on Facebook, uh, Reddit. You can hit us up on Twitter. where yeah. or Seahawks, Seahawks Nest on, on all, all of the those. above. Yeah. Uh, you can hit us up with an email, podcast at fromthehawksnest.com. And we're on SoundCloud. Please interact with us on SoundCloud and Twitter. We want to talk. Ditcher, iTunes, tune in. We're like, we're like starting a media empire. And the 50 of you that listen to this, you are there. Just remember when we're, when we have a hundred listeners, you are the real, you're the real fans. Yeah, be hipster, you get to be hipsters. Be hipster about it. You know, be like, we're the true Hawks Nest fan, Seahawks Nest fans. As you comb your hair to the side. Yeah, and then drink drink a big drink of water out of your mason jar, which is really hypocritical of me to say because I just did that. All right. All right. For Nathan Santo and Eric Ronnebeck, I am Kevin Garber, and we'll uh, we'll be with you next week. Are you at it? <laughs>